0: This is Happily Holistic, where we dive deeply into everything health and wellness with a big dash of spirituality and a sprinkle of business. We spotlight the uplifting and the positive, and share the secret ways top wellness authors and celebrities get inspired, stay healthy, and enjoy this beautiful life. I'm your host, Amy Lee Mercury. Best-selling author of 15 books and holistic health expert for the last 19 years. I can't wait to get Happily Holistic with you today. Hello, hello, and welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm so happy you're listening to us today and I am very excited to be here with my friend Rob Mack. Hi, Rob.
1: How are you?
0: I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I'm excited you're here. I'm Rob, so excited
1: to be here.
0: Think, Yay! Rob is an Ivy League educated positive psychology expert, celebrity, happiness coach, author, and executive coach. His first book, that's his first book is Happiness from the Inside Out, The Art of Science and Fulfillment. That's your first book, right? Yes. That's We're right. gonna hear in a little bit about his next book, but not quite yet. You can find him at his website, coachrobmack.com. And Rob's been endorsed by Oprah, Vanessa Williams, and many others. He's been a regularly featured guest expert on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Access Hollywood, KTLA, E! Network, OWN, uh, and much more. He's been in GQ, Self, Health, Cosmopolitan, and Glamour. And he's one of the world's leading experts on the relationship between happiness and success. I'm so excited you're here with us, Rob.
1: So excited to be here. You look like you're doing well. Every time we connect, I always feel so inspired and uplifted. So just thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Yay, I'm so glad you're here. Rob and I got to chit-chat before we recorded for you guys. And we're just just, uh, kindred spirits.
1: That's right. We met at the Morning Lowland.
0: We did. I am got to meet you and your co-hosts uh, Jeslyn and Dr. Aaron, which was awesome. A couple of years back, I think I was promoting the mood book and Rob was hosting Good Morning La La Land. And I just lo- always love coming on there and just, you know, getting into these in-depth talks. And plus we get to go be in LA and it's always fun.
1: Uh, right. Yeah.
0: Totally.
1: And you and I are, are coming from the same club that way. We both love those deep, meaningful hopefully spiritual conversations yes the other ones too but special affinity for those spiritual conversations
0: I know I think we do and I think that's why we like to share ideas and knowledge with like-minded people I was just as I'm reading your bio I'm thinking gosh like Rob's a real host like I'm an amateur I
1: know <laughs> <laughs> The best hosts, the most professional ones are the ones who always consider themselves amateurs in a way, right? You've got like a, a beginner's mind. And I try to always remember that. I think, um, you know, the best hosts are the ones that are most present. You're so present and you're uh, so beautiful inside and out. Uh, so you are a pro. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, thank you, Rob. Talk about positive stuff
1: <laughs> You know, it comes with the territory. <laughs> Bring it <in.
0: laughs> Yes, it does. So I'm really excited to delve into um, your work and I'd love to hear what you feel is the greatest impact you get to make when you work with people. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so I think um, the most satisfying and rewarding part of my work is really getting to see people experience the innate and inherent happiness that's within us all. You know, I think a lot of us spend so much of our lives chasing people, places, things, and hoping that they'll deliver on the happiness that we're ultimately after. But it's so nice for someone to just connect with you on the phone and then say, oh my goodness, I feel so uplifted or inspired, and I can feel this joy from the inside out. And so for me, it's that. In the beginning of my private practice, I've been a coach for about 20 years. In the beginning of my practice, you know, I would always try to impose my ideas and my beliefs mm-hmm. on everyone else and trying to really you know, be very structured and rigid about the ways in which I would connect with people. And I discovered a lazier but smarter and much more transformative approach, which is kind of getting out of the way and just leaving room for sort of grace to enter the scene and for yes. something unpredictable and unexpected to happen. So I find that, you know, keeping my mind quiet and just being perfectly present does most of the work for me. In fact, all of the work. Um, and so when I'm just tapped into it not turn on in that way, it's amazing the miracles that can happen.
0: That's beautiful. And I agree too. Um, you know, 20 going on 20 years now, for me working with clients as a medical intuitive. I agree. It's so much about being present. And everybody really craves to feel heard and understood and, you know, like they matter. And that's what you what you're bringing and much more as well. But
1: you nailed it. Boy, I didn't know you, you had 20 years in too. That makes us each 21 years of age. So we, did, <laughs> we started doing it at one just in case anybody's.
0: Uh, yes, exactly. Right? We've, been, we've been at it since uh, we could ambulate.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. You bring up a good point. I just wanted to highlight something profound you said. And, uh, you know, there's this entire body of research that found, you know, they, they looked and said, hey, what makes for the most transformative or most healing therapy you know what is it and they discovered well it's not actually the school of thought or the school of therapy it's more about the therapist and they said okay well what is it about the therapist and they said well it's just one thing mainly and it's unconditional regard you know we call that unconditional love we can simply call it presence but it's simply holding space for change to happen and holding space from a non-judgmental unconditionally loving perfectly peaceful Place. And I love that because I know that's something that you are consistent, you consistently do well. I mean, it's a medical intuitive, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Part of your yeah. Practice.
0: Yeah. I think that's part of both of our jobs. You know, that holding of space. I always tell my clients, I, all I do is hold open the door. You do everything. Yeah. I just even point out where the door is, maybe, and they open it.
1: <laughs> so, absolutely. <laughs> I used right? to, uh, you're absolutely right about that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I remember, you know, reading probably like most of us, you read scripture and you know, knock on the door shall be open. And then, you know, right. later I remember reading different kind of versions of that, which is like, you know, don't knock. The door is already open.
0: All <laughs> right. At
1: the door. There is no door. It's always been open to you, and everything's always been available to you. And I think yeah. part of presence and practicing whether it's unconditional love or unconditional happiness. Is just entering into that experience where you realize and recognize that whatever it is you're searching for is has always been infinitely yeah. available to you.
0: Absolutely, and that the open door is inside of you,
1: that's and right. it's
0: always been open.
1: That's right. So, yeah. so No knocking, no asking is is necessary. Um, right. Absolutely, but it does require. I think for me, I don't know about you, but quieting my mind—that's always been the challenge because. The ego wants to get in there, the mind wants to get in there and dictate, you know, the direction and how fast and the way it should look and feel. Oh, yeah. That can be a little bit of a challenge.
0: Definitely. And, you know, hence why we come back to meditation and mindfulness. And, you know, and I think our minds and our desire to um, shape our reality serve us in many ways. We need those qualities to be successful and create the life that we desire to some degree. Um, I know for me, and I'm going to ask you your version of this. I I was born intuitive. So I was born with no structure inside of me. I mean, luckily I had structured parents and my mom was, you know, able to help bring structure. But, um, you know, no structure internally along with like ADHD and stuff like that. So for me, the journey these, this last, like, I guess, 30 plus years has been having enough structure to share the unstructured reality of that unconditional energy. Um, I'd love to hear how, how did that journey go for you? Uh, How did you start out as a child?
1: Yeah. So I feel strongly and deeply that I was intuitive as well but mm-hmm. I didn't have an awareness of that intuition at all yeah. <laughs> I was I started off you know I took the long scenic route to happiness and peace and self-love I think so many yeah. of us do so I remember being unhappy as long as I remember being alive I was deeply unhappy um, mm. truly depressed and you know I always imagine yeah. I grow out of it you know that oh one day I'll just grow out of it I'll eventually yes. you know perform well in on the you know, athletic fields. I'll perform well. Yes. In my I'll have great friends. I'll have a beautiful girlfriend, and it will be okay. Yeah. Um, that didn't really happen, at least not right away. So the depression and unhappiness that I felt as a small child only got worse. Was that mm. a gutter. And eventually, I got to a place where I was suicidal. Wow. And, um, yeah, I started researching ways to kill myself, and mm. uh, you know, I still have the test marks on my wrist to this day, because Jay, yeah. um, you know, I basically decided I was going to slash my wrist. But what's interesting yeah. is in that moment, um, you know, I had experience an experience that I didn't expect or predict, which was that I felt peace as I seriously contemplated taking my own life. Yeah. And uh, so funny enough, like at that moment, I just decided to postpone the suicide for like an hour. It wasn't even a long time. It was like an hour.
0: Yes.
1: To do some research. And that sort of began. Wow. Like, sort of, I guess, awakening in a way.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah it's kind of why I do the work I do today
0: that's what I'm thinking yeah that's what set you on that path and look at the you know the body of work and that you've built and the help that you've been able to share
1: yeah it's interesting it was it's ironic in a way um and and yet at the same time not so much I mean you know I and you know this better than anyone it's like our greatest problems often truly point to our greatest purpose. They and do. The one thing I was asking for at that point in my life was purpose, you know, and it came uh, maybe poorly wrapped, uh, but boy, the gift inside, so profound.
0: It, sh- it changed your life.
1: Indeed. Yeah. It totally. changed
0: the course of your life.
1: That's right. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and it's, it, it, it's so interesting that by virtue of me going through that experience that I can be of any help or service to anyone else so much more help yes. to other people. Right. So, um, yeah, good for me to remember that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it took you, you know, down your path. Hi, it's Amy Lee Mercree. I'm so grateful to be a part of my medical intuitive client's journeys of healing and evolution. We're all on our own paths to greater health and self-actualization In a medical intuitive session with me, we connect deeply with your spirit guides and ancestors and dig into the root causes of what's going on in your physical body, emotions, mind, energetic body, and spirit. To learn more about my medical intuitive work, check out the Work With Me page on amyleemercree.com. So, what came what came after, and then
1: college
0: yeah. and, and t- so, yeah, so um,
1: at the time I was working for a consulting company, it was a um, great company, great people I hated the job, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you felt deep on the inside that you're just so there's something unexpressed within you, right that yeah. you're you're not getting a chance to live an authentic life so yeah. um at, after some point, I decided to go back and get my MBA. and I was putting myself through school by doing like entertainment related stuff so I was, yeah. I fell into modeling and I was yeah. doing some acting stuff. And then I discovered a program at the University of Pennsylvania. It's a Master's in Applied Positive Psychology, which is essentially the um, Ivy League study in science of what makes life worth living, yes. ways in which happiness and success are related. So, you know, multiple yes. are pretty clear, hopefully at this point in our lives, that success doesn't lead to happiness, but happiness right. does lead to success. And so I took that program, I opened my private practice, um, the book or the journal that I was keeping where I was tracking the stuff that made me yes. happy, that didn't, that became happiness from the inside out. And then, yes. you know, the life continued to unfold.
0: Yes. You studied what makes life worth living and you made a choice yeah. that life was worth living.
1: Right. It was yeah. a
0: point where you made that choice.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, And yeah. it's interesting too, and we were talking about this a little before, even, you know, the episode mm-hmm. became... Um, you know, when you sort of make a commitment or set a strong intention, the ways in which life shows up or seems to show up to support you in that, right? it does. Or positive. And so when I made the choice, you know, years earlier that I was going to live blissfully or not at all, it's interesting, this program pops up and, you know, other things pop up, teachers and authors and all kinds of things.
0: And sent you down your path, which has been such a beautiful one. And, um, you know i certainly think one of the things that makes life worth living as well, for those of us who aren't having to deal with like things like, you know, profound economic security issues and things like that. So if we're in a position where we're getting to look at what does make life worth living, some of that meaning is, is sharing your gifts and, passing that on and raising the vibration of the planet.
1: Yeah. And it's easy to overlook that. It's easy to get lost in the nitty gritty detail of our our lives. Yeah. I think that it's all about just keeping the speed going on this hamster wheel that feels like the world or feels like life. And um, it can be a little bit difficult to step off the hamster wheel for a little bit of time and really clarify why you're living, like what you're living your life for yes all this stuff for what's all the laundry for and all the work for and all the working out and what's all that To what end um once you get clear about that it's easy to reverse engineer the rest of your life accordingly
0: that sums up my life philosophy right there (laughs) it does reverse engineering life to to your desires you know your benevolent desires essentially
1: absolutely that's
0: what i that's what i do Sounds like that's what you do.
1: It's working for you. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's important because and it's amazing how much it simplifies your life as well, right? It streamlines, simplifies it, and it also increases it the enjoyment that you experience in all of it.
0: It really does. And, you know, I'm, it wasn't always like this for me either. You know, coming in without that internal structure and a lot of learning disabilities and, you know, the, there were a lot of challenges to overcome. Um, and you know, a little bit of a different path in the sense that I, I was never one to choose the conventional path, which has served me ultimately. But at the time when, you know, there's comparison with other people and you should be at the level that they are, or, you know, the different kinds of, you know, well-meaning judgment from you know, friends and family, although very well-meaning, it takes to get into this stage of life to have that be validated or not this stage, but it takes, it takes time to have that be validated. So I think there's many different paths that lead us to this point, which I think you and I are both saying that we, you know, are enjoying, which is the positive effect of our intentions and our mindset on our reality.
1: Absolutely, you nailed it. Wayne Dyer, you know, I used to read a lot of Wayne Dyer and he would say so beautifully, you know, so much of the spiritual journey, spiritual path, or we can just simply call it authenticity, you know, is about becoming independent of the uh, well-intentioned opinions of other people, right? And it's letting go of the people-pleasing and recognizing that, look, please, all seven or eight billion people on the planet, but not please yourself, and you won't be happy but if you please the one person yourself yes. you will find even if you don't please the other seven or eight billion people on the planet you're yeah. still happy
0: yes that sums it up right there and so it i i find with a lot of people and i'd love to hear if it's the case for you a lot of people show up and they honestly they don't even know how to tap into what do they want yeah because they don't know and so what what advice would you give to people who are in that space of, I don't even know what I want if I wanted to create a positive
1: change? Such a great question. So I'd say that yeah. first of all, I would drop this idea that you don't know what you want. Um, when you don't know what you want to achieve, accomplish, or acquire, you always know how you want to feel. You always know what you want to feel. So start yes. there. You know you want to be happy. You know it feels better to be happy than unhappy. Better to yes. be peaceful than not peaceful. Better to feel loved than not loved. So you start there. And then I'd say the second thing is, focusing on the things that you are clear about, that you do know in addition to that. So there are things that you do every single day that are extraordinarily painful or extraordinarily pleasurable that you can begin tracking. Those pleasurable things we call, I call happiness islands. But notice the things that with very little time, energy or effort uplift you, excite you, make you feel Mm -hmm. energized or happy to be alive. And just begin tracking that and stay out of your head about it. Stay in that visceral place where it's clear, oh my goodness, I like chocolate. And you, so you can start as shallow as you yeah. want, but just yeah. start tracking the things that make you happy without very much time, energy or effort and the things yes. that don't or get in the way of that happiness, yeah. those like valleys. And you'll be surprised that over time you'll become more and more clear about all of it. So just yes. start, you know, where it's easy and I promise you'll be able to build momentum.
0: I love that. And what's your... I know this is kind of a, um, this is a question that could have a very long answer. Yes, but, um, keep it short. <laughs> I no, you don't have to keep it short. I don't, I don't want you to keep it short, but it's kind <laughs> of a, it, there's probably a lot you could say about it. Um, what, is, what is your way that you like to look at and describe the chemicals of happiness and the different, you know, pleasure chemicals that we get from these things and how we can uh, optimize our lives with those?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. So, you know, there is a lot of research that's basically found that, look, we all have a happiness set point. We're born with yeah. a genetic predisposition for a certain level of happiness. And most of us are, as part of that, are born with a sad amygdala, right? Some of us are born with a happy amygdala, but most people are born yeah. with a relatively sad amygdala. However, you know, the genetic predisposition that we have for happiness or unhappiness is perfectly malleable means that you can change it it's not like height it's not like eye color that's a relatively static feature or quality it's something that you can change by doing things surrounding yourself with people um thinking new thoughts but essentially happiness producing or happiness generating or happiness allowing activities and people and places the more you can sort of get clear about that and be intentional about that you can actually turn on and turn off certain genetic codes and you can also rewire your brain and this is the entire sort of body of research around neuroplasticity, you can rewire your brain for a happier, more peaceful, more loving, and even more successful experience of life. Your life doesn't have to be so painful. It doesn't have to feel like torture. It doesn't have to be unhappy. You can actually rewire your brain for a much improved and enhanced experience, an enjoyable experience of life and of each other and of yourself. And so they say it takes about 66 days once you start a new habit for your brain to begin to rewire itself. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, dopamine and serotonin and all these yeah. oxytocin and all these chemicals, really. You've got all these filled with chemicals in your body already. Yes, we do. And you're like a human living, walking, talking pharmacy. Yes,
0: right? we so are.
1: So the question is, you know, can you do things and spend time with people and spend time in places that allows a healthy, happy experience of this internal pharmacy they already have available to you at all times?
0: That's it right there. Yeah. I love it and it's so true and I know for me the more I really brought consciousness to that the it's a different version of what you're saying. The more I noticed what what did, you know, set those things off for me, it allowed me to shape my life in that way and as long as we're you know, doing things that are holistically healthy for us, who doesn't like to do what feels good, right?
1: That's just it. And it's yeah. fascinating in a way. Um, Robert Holden, who's like one of the first positive psychologists based in the UK, yeah. and he would talk a lot about the happiness contract that we have in our heads, or the yes. success contract or the love contract, which basically is just nothing more than inherited beliefs and stories about yeah. what... You need to do in order to deserve or earn happiness or success or love and for the most part the contract doesn't need fixed or tweaked or edited it it needs thrown away okay like every stipulation and clause and caveat in that contract that tells you that you need to earn it or deserve it whether it's happiness or peace or love or success is getting in the way of that very happiness peace love and success so one of the major clauses that most of us or thoughts Stories that most of us entertain—that's not particularly helpful—is this idea that you have to suffer your way to happiness, or you have to suffer your way to love, or that love is suffering, or that love is sacrifice, yeah. and that happiness is sacrifice. And so, those are um, ideas that, while understandable, are not constructive. And no, they're not. Probably find a lot more happiness and peace and love if you can learn to let go of those ideas.
0: Exactly. And, re- and ultimately rewire your brain in another direction, right?
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about the whole, you know, teaching is that you just need to do it one thought at a time, just one moment at a time, yeah. you, know, you know, get in there and fix the whole thing and everything that happened to you in the past and right. too much. Just what thought am I experiencing now? Is it a thought that I enjoy and it's helpful with respect to happiness or not? If it's not mm-hmm. helpful, you can replace it. You can pivot from there. You can let it go. You don't need to think anything at all. Yes you know, truly at the end of the day is less even about thinking than it is letting go of thinking and just experiencing that peaceful aliveness you already are.
0: I love that. This has been so wonderful. I wish we had more time. We're going to have to have Rob back on the show. I'm going to ask you for um, our final question. What would you tell your 17 year old self if you could send back a message from the future? One, One thing.
1: I would say all is well. Always, always well yeah yeah
0: i love that all is always well and on that note thank you so much rob um tell everybody where they can find you on social media
1: thank you so much for having me i so appreciate it no idea I really really um am so grateful for you so thank
0: you i'm excited too that you got to be here and please tell everybody the name of your new book since we didn't even get a chance to discuss it because you had so much amazing stuff for us to hear about for sure that's
1: that's all good um i you can find Love um, from the Inside Out eventually in the spring. Um, so look forward to that. You can find Happiness from the Inside Out everywhere great books are sold, including The ah. and Barnes and & Noble, um, both online and online. These Yay. Days. Um, and then you can find me at coachrobmack.com and on Instagram at robmackmackofficial.
0: Love, love, love. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you everyone for listening to Happily Holistic and we're wishing you a joyful day thanks for listening to happily holistic with me amy lee Mercree. you can find out more about the show on amy on the podcast page please stop by your favorite social platform and leave me a comment i'd love to hear how you liked today's show and what topics you'd like me to cover in the future come find me on instagram and facebook at amy lee until next time stay happily holistic